Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Outcast episode number 49, the Ottawa Valley's number one football and fighting podcast, quickly becoming a sports variety show podcast. Might go down for a little rebrand and episode 50, get some new covered art up there, um, and just expand our horizons and talk about a few more subjects. But today, we're largely sticking to the worlds of boxing, MMA, and football, as well as some other uh, news stories making headlines from the ending of the Olympics and combat sports and a little bit of soccer as well. But without further ado, let's start off the top of the show with... The matchroom boxing card that went down yesterday, we saw Fabio Wardley in the main event get a first-round knockout over Nick Webb. Um, Fabio Wardley, one of the stablemates of Dillian White, um, looking impressive at the start of his career here. Soon be looking to make a jump up in competition, I imagine, and start taking on some of these uh, bigger names of the heavyweight division if he keeps having this early success and uh, needs to get in a bit more rounds in there, I'd say, to test himself and see what he's made out of. But solid work from Fabio Worley getting the win there. Alan the Savage Babich also getting a he's a sixth or seventh round or TK. It was always hard to tell with Babich because he just comes in like a marauder. What a great back and forth fight that was. Both guys getting hurt at different points, but. Babbitt just being able to keep his wind, keep his gas a little bit longer and really sticking it to Bennett and showing why he's nicknamed the Savage. Also proposing in the ring after the fight to uh, a little Beauty and the Beast action going on. Babbitt looking solid there. Ebony Bridges getting a win back under her belt after her defeat to Shannon Courtney. Looking impressive. Um... And Kid Galahad as well from the Ingle Gym picking up a wing, becoming a, is it, a, not a world champ, but I believe like a Commonwealth champ or something like that over in the UK. Some boxing coming up next weekend, August 14th. We see Joshua Buatzi versus Richard Bolotnik. So I like Buatzi in that fight. Michael McKinson versus Ronowski. Uh Michael McKinson, a heavy favorite in that fight at minus 2,000. And Raymond Ford versus Reese Bellotti. Raymond Ford, a slight favorite in that fight. And, of course, two weeks from now, we have the big welterweight main event between Errol Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao. Errol Spence sitting at a minus 225 favorite at the moment. He could definitely get a little bit of a cheeky bet on Manny Pacquiao at um, plus 165, or 162, rather. Not bad odds, you know. Um, it's hard to pick against Errol Spence. I, I said before that I think the only person that could beat him in that division is Terrence Crawford, but Manny Pacquiao's man, he's the ageless wonder. He had that win against Keith Thurman, looked real good, um, looked good in his last fight, but Errol Spence Jr., no joke. Obviously, he had that bit of a car crash not all that long ago. But he seemed like he looked okay from it in his first fight. No um, noticeable damage or um, effect on his career. So that'll be an interesting fight there between Errol Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao, especially where the winner goes from there. 
Um, hard to seem to get both guys in the best of the division to get in the ring together for quite some time. People have been calling for that Bud Crawford-Spence fight, but I don't know, man. It just might be one of those weird ones that doesn't get made when it's supposed to, like put on the back burner, similar to how Pacquiao Mayweather was um, previously. Speaking of uh, Mayweather, as he was in the ring with a MMA star not all that long ago, and Conor McGregor, let's go to the world of MMA. How do you like that uh, switch? Um, what's the word there? I can't even remember the, the word when you switch topics and you segue. Beautiful. See, my brain's not totally fried. Um, obviously, we had a heavyweight main event in the UFC yesterday. Cyril Gaon getting a TKO in the third round against the Black Beast Derek Lewis, putting on a striking clinic, using his range effectively, keeping Derek Lewis on the outside with a stiff jab. Heavy leg kicks, leg kicks to the knee, and going up top with some head kicks later on, and then finishing him up in the third round. A new interim champ from France, Cyril Gaon. So he'll be getting into the ring with Nganu sometime before the end of the year. Hopefully, I imagine if Nganu's contract negotiations with the UFC go a little bit better. Uh, Jose Aldo picked up another win at bantamweight, looking impressive against Pedro Munoz, uh, landing some heavy strikes, um, just outpointing him on the feet for the most part, and uh, landing some hard punches to the body, hard punches to the head, and looking to put himself back in as a contender for the bantamweight title in the near future. Um, Tisha Torres picked up a win over Angela Overkill Hill, uh, outpointing her on the feet and laying some heavy shots as she got mount positions on the ground as well, getting a rather dominant unanimous decision victory there. Um, yeah, I think that about covers the uh, the main... Oh yeah, there was uh, Vincente Luque versus Michael Chiesa as well. Luque getting a surprise uh, submission victory with a... Was it not a Dars, but I can't remember the Von. It's like a Von Flu choke type thing, I believe, on the bottom. And I guess lots of people are thinking Chiesa would have been the guy to get the submission victory there. But Vincente Luque coming in uh, could be contending for the welterweight strap here. Maybe an interesting new contender. I don't believe he's fought Kamaru Usman yet. So once Usman gets through Colby Covington the second time round. Vincente Luque might be right there for the next shot at the belt, whoever's coming out on top there, and I believe it'll be Kamaru Usman again. I can't see him uh, losing at welterweight anytime soon. Other MMA news, we see Sean Strickland versus Luke Rockhold heating up as both guys have kind of made comments back and forth. Rockhold clapping back at him recently, saying that, uh, I don't know, some insulting stuff. You know Luke Rockhold. He's got some um, chirps in him. And I just thought he said something along the lines that Strickland isn't the caliber of fighter that he was looking for in his uh, comeback fight. And that he should beat someone else before he gets a shot at Rockhold. Even though Strickland got that good uh, unanimous decision victory over Uriah Hall. Strickland's saying that 
basically, oh, I'll see you in the parking lot, bro. And Strickland seems to be the type that he's about the business, so Rockhold better keep an eye out over his shoulder, you know. Uh, another big lightweight match announced in the next couple of months will be Chandler versus Gaethje. Um, as long as they let Chandler compete in Madison Square Garden, as I believe that's where the fight was announced in New York, uh, Chandler saying that they won't let him compete as the current rules in New York as he must be vaccinated to be involved in entertainment inside venues in New York, and he doesn't intend on doing that anytime soon. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that gets rebooked or what goes down there with that, but um, the less I say on that, the better. Uh, Jared Cannonier versus Calvin Gastelum is coming up as the next main event at a UFC fight night. There's a lot of names on that card. I don't know, to be honest. I was just looking through it to see if I could give you some picks for the next fight night. But all I really know is I'm kind of leaning towards Gastelum in that fight with Cannonier because I feel like he's real desperate for a win. Obviously, he was the guy who probably pushed Izzy the hardest in their fights. He's no joke. He's on a bit of a skid, but uh, I just, I don't know what it is about Cannonier. Uh, seeing his last fight with Whitaker, where he got his arm broke and got beat up on the feet a little bit. I just think Gashlin might match up well with Cannonier, but he's got a lot of power at middleweight as well. He's huge, but Kelvin Gastelum, man, something just tells me I like the underdog in that fight at plus 130, Calvin Gastelum. Uh, I like Mark Madsen against Clay Guida on that card in the co-main. I think Clay Guida's just getting a little long in the tooth for the fight game. I like Chase Sherman over Parker Porter at heavyweight. Um, he's, yeah, Parker Porter's pretty old guy as well and chase sherman's <laughs> been all over the place lately he's fought some bare knuckle fought outside the ufc now back in the ufc at heavyweight and i just feel like he's kind of waiting to put a couple fights together here and the ufc's trying to help him out maybe a wee bit um who's a heavy favorite on this card i guess alexander pintoja at minus 163, but they really got most of the fights at pretty much even odds. You don't see a lot of heavy favorites on this card this weekend. It's not really a, a great fight card to gamble on. Even the next fight card on the 28th looking here, um, we see a bit more uh, action there. Mm, boom, boom, boom. Who's the main event here? <sighs> I don't even know, bro. That's a couple weird fight nights back-to-back -back before we got a card with some names on it on the September 25th, but that's getting a little too far ahead of ourselves, I think, eh? So let's jump over to the world of uh, football, shall we? In the NFL, we have uh, some preseason action. The Steelers beat the Cowboys 16-3. to even though I wasn't going to talk too much on preseason action because the games really mean nothing. It's just a chance for rookies to get out there and get a little few snaps in against other teams that they're not just practice scrimmaging against their own teammates. Um, chance to shake the rust off a little bit and see who stands where on the depth chart. It's interesting to that degree, I suppose, to see 
who makes the final 53-man roster on each team. Uh, Xavier Howard, uh, all-pro corner, stayed with the Miami Dolphins. Surprise, surprise, as they restructured his deal, and he's staying in Miami. Colts re-signed middle linebacker Darius Leonard to a $99.25 million five-year contract. Josh Allen just restructured his deal, re-signed with the Bills for six years, $258 million. Woo! God damn, setting the quarterback market, Josh Allen getting paid by them Buffalo Bills. You can tell they like the kid after he made a decent little playoff run with them last year, of course, ultimately beating my Baltimore Ravens in the the AFC semifinals, what do you call it, the conference finals, I guess, after we beat the Titans. Um, yeah, I like the Bills, man. Bills Mafia are interesting fan base, to say the least. And, uh, you know, I like the look of the jerseys. I like Josh Allen. I like uh, Stefan Diggs. Um, I like the, how they play defense. If They might even be my second... I like the Bucks as well, but and the Chargers, but I like the Bills, man. For uh, someone who's the Ravens got to play, they're all right, you know. I'm not mad at the Bills. Shout out Bills Nation. And Carolina Panthers have been reportedly eyeing Deshaun Watson as he's still practicing with the Texans, but wanting to get out of Houston as well. And head coach over there in Houston... Probably not ideally happy with the situation with your uh, main man under center wanting out of town. Could be a bit of a distraction at the beginning of the year that you don't want as every game in the NFL counts as oftentimes um, whichever teams make the playoffs in the division is only decided by winning one or two games. Uh, the difference between Making it to the next round could be a nine and seven record, or a, I guess now a, a nine and eight record, or a ten and seven record. There's seventeen games now in the regular season. Got to get used to that. It's been sixteen forever, man. That's so weird. Um, anywho, other sports news: Messi is officially out of Barcelona in the world of soccer, aka America or <laughs> English football. Um, yeah, some financial issues over there in Barcelona, I guess. They cracked down on them for being out of control with their money, essentially. Now, Messi got to find somewhere else to play. Bit of an embarrassing situation for Barcelona. Um, Buddy, who is competing for a gold medal at the karate, in karate at the Olympics, got DQ'd for being too forceful with a kick and knocking out an opponent, which I thought was weird. It's like, how you DQ guy for just being good at the sport, man. Like, am I crazier? Is the point of karate to kick someone in their head and get them up out of there? You know, give my boy a gold medal. Uh, Kyle Ra- Lowry on the Toronto Raptors has reportedly been the first player to get his jersey number retired for Toronto. Congrats, Kyle Lowry. Big fan of the guy. Um, just like a little bulldog, man, when he's playing point guard. Dangerous from the three-point line. Uh, dangerous if he finishing around the basket. 
Great defense from the guy, always getting steals, always putting pressure on guys. Uh, great leader. Can't say more about Kyle Lowry. Glad he got a championship with Toronto before he got up out of there. And I wish him the best in Miami. USA Basketball continues their domination at the Olympics. Getting another gold medal. Can't see anyone beating them in any Olympics anytime soon. Despite people talking all kinds of ish about them this year at the Olympics. They pulled through in the gold medal game beating France. Um, bum, bum, bum. Obviously with the Olympics. Shout out to the Canadian decathlon athlete who won. Shout out to the Canadian women's soccer team who won a gold medal. Um, shout out Gable Stevenson from the American team who won a gold medal in wrestling with no time left on the clock essentially getting a takedown at the buzzer uh, yeah jump over and do some football picks for you guys for the regular season before I forget we got to backtrack a little bit here apologies but I can rattle these off quick get your pen and paper out boys and girls you can make some money here so first game of the season is Cowboys at Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers to win that game. Then we have Cardinals-Titans. I'll edge the Titans there. Jacksonville-Houston. I got the Jags in that one. Chargers-Washington. I'll give Chargers the edge. We're all favorites so far. Vikings-Bengals. Oh, to be honest, that's one I'd swerve. Um, both teams can be highly unpredictable, so... Um, the favorite is the Vikings, so if you feel like taking a bit of a risk, go with the Bengals, I suppose. Uh, but put it on a separate thing from the regular bets, man. It's risky. Um, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers. I'll edge Panthers as well. Then we have Eagles, Falcons. Uh, Falcons are there, but I'll give the edge to the Philadelphia Eagles. We have Steelers Bills. Definitely going with the Bills. FDM Steelers boy for life. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Indianapolis Colts on the books. Edge the Colts. Then we have Niners Lions. Definitely go with the Niners. Browns Chiefs. Go with the Chiefs. Denver Broncos. New York Giants. Another bit of a coin flip game there. Even odds either way so it doesn't really matter. I'd swerve that one too if I was you guys. Maybe give a slight lean to the Giants just because they got Saquon uh, back. Um, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints. Definitely edge the Packers now that Aaron Rodgers is back. And Drew Brees is up out of New Orleans. So we got to see how they look. So I like the Packers in that one. New England Patriots, Dolphins. I really like the Patriots uh, in that one because I think they had a really great free agency and a pretty good draft as well, but it'll be interesting to see who they name as QB1 this year, so that could influence it as well. Um, Dolphins, no joke, but I don't know. Hard not to uh, get nostalgic about the Patriots. And we have the Los Angeles Rams, Chicago Bears. I got to give it to the Rams there. Got Stafford on their center. Um, good offense, good defense. Chicago Bears, one of the stoutest defenses in the league last year. 
but not overly impressive on offense to say the least. Uh, so I'm edging the Rams. And of course, on the Monday night game, we got my Ravens versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And we're favored by four and a half points there. But I say we win by at least a touchdown. So go with the Ravens, boy. Safe bet. Um, yeah, there's all your picks for week one of the NFL. Hella early. And I got time to readjust in case as we're only in the first week of August now. And bum bum bum. Chad Mendez. Signed to Bare Knuckle FC, another ex-UFC fighter going over there. Okay, should I talk about my f- fantasy football and soccer I got going on? Uh, I guess we got time, so I'll just rattle off a couple of my teams for you guys. I've got the NFL Fantasy app here opening up. Um, bum bum. Come on, boy, come on. Don't lag on me, boy. I got a few different lineups on NFL Fantasy, so I'll only give you the team I picked most recently. And I won't give you my soccer team last night that I fell asleep before the draft, so it auto-drafted for me. That was, uh, I want to see if I can delete that team somehow, but what a joke. Anyways, (laughs) no, don't optimize my lineup, man. I'll set my lineup myself. Um, at QB on the grade eights, I got Lamar Jackson at QB, Aaron Jones at running back, Dave Montgomery running back two, Keenan Allen at wide receiver, Chris Godwin at wide receiver, Travis Kelsey at tight end, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, got uh. Ryan suck up at my kicker position, kicker for the Bucks, and I got the Ravens defense. And on the bench, I got Jalen Hurts, quarterback for the Eagles, Naheem Hines, backup running back for the Colts, Kareem Hunt, running back for the Browns, uh, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver for the Panthers, Debo Samuel, wide receiver for the Niners, and tight end Zach Hurts. And that's my favorite way to keep my bench, man. You gotta have one backup quarterback for the bye week, a couple backup running backs in case there's an injury or some COVID bullshit, and a couple backup wide receivers, and and maybe even a backup tight end. I like the backup tight end. Some people might just want to have another wide receiver or running back, or the best possible player available. Safe to say. I don't know who's still available left in this league. Uh, A lot of quarterbacks. Who's the best available wide receiver left is like Sterling Shepard. Lots of guys who are like 14 points a game, 10, 12 points a game. Um, Decent tight ends. You know, usually, unless it's a top three, five tight end, I wouldn't draft them too early. Um, Miles Mack, running back. Say that ten times fast. Miles Mack, the running back. Is he running back one for the Colts? Because I got Hines, but... I don't know. What's Rappaport say about him? He's got an ankle injury right now, so it's a good thing I have Hines. Anyways, um, yeah, let's jump over to soccer, even though I got, like... 
four or five fantasy football teams in the Premier League app. I recommend it. No free plugs, but I recommend the Premier League app. You can get on the App Store for fantasy and for soccer news. I'm trying to get more deep into soccer right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm messing with the Premier League app heavy. What the hell? Bruh. Fuck off. Don't even do it, Premier League app. I know I'm just recommending it, but it is, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's hard to navigate. I think I'm just kind of half a Momo when I'm learning to use a new app at the beginning. Like today I was drawing something on an app I haven't used. And, uh, yeah, it took some time, bro. Um, switch teams, bro. Switch. How do I look at my other teams? I'm trying to. I don't want to look at this one. I don't want to look at it. Um. Um, bro, I'm confused. This is my auto-drafted team from last night. I, like, fell asleep waiting for the draft to start because it kept getting delayed. I was waiting for eight entrants, and there was only seven, and just got pushed back 15 minutes. And now I can't figure out how to look at my other teams. Ah, bro. Come on. Don't do this to me. Don't do it, English Premier League. I know I got Harry Kane on a couple teams because I got lucky and had first overall pick, even though he's kind of going back and forth with Tottenham right now. But um, I got some good players on those teams, bro, but it's only letting me look at my one team. I don't want to look at this team. Idea, bro. It's got an update or something. Because it's being half a Momo. My three team names are Ball Kickers United, Adams FC, and McNabb United, bro. I can tell you that much. <sighs> I just have to give you my stupid auto drafted team. Like, I don't even know the guys on my auto-drafted team because I didn't pick them, man. They're supposed to be good, but I don't know, bro. I would have picked different guys. If I'm being honest. Um. <sighs> Let me look at my different don't do it. How do I switch teams? Oh my god, I can't record this anymore. You guys are probably pissed. Anyways, we're running long. I'll end the show. I'll end the show. Sorry, bros. As always, keep 
doing the damn thing. <laughs> Stay tuned for episode 50 of the Hellcast. As always, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, it's at the Hellcast on YouTube. It's at Alex Adams, spelt with a 3 instead of an E and a 5 instead of an S on Instagram. And that's about it. Peace.